Good morning and welcome back to the Risk Report. Today is Monday, March 29th. Um, hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I had a pretty busy weekend. I was running around doing lessons, working at the studio, just back to back, back to back. Um, and I'm not a big drinker, but I went out those nights because it was like I was working all fucking day and, you know. It deserve a drink after working all day like that all weekend too. So <clears throat> glad that's over. And now fuck it Monday. We, we're starting the new work week. So it's going to be another crazy week. I'm going to still be um, as productive as I can in terms of the podcast and everything. I know last week was a pretty good one. I was at home a little more a couple days because of, of being sick and I'm finally now getting over this shit and I'm finally starting to sound and feel a little better. Um, but we're back and all in all, it was a, a great weekend. And I want to say a huge shout out to my be- one of my best friends, John, um, and his wife, Camille. Congratulations on the birth of your son. And I'm excited to, to meet him. All right, I'm excited to meet uh, Lil John. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to meet Lil John. What? <laughs> Lil John. Huh? What? Lil John. What? Little John. Yes. Little John is born. <clears throat> Little John James. And dude, I mean, you know, I'm not a father or anything like that. I fucking I've had pets and those are those are my kids, you know what I mean? The dogs and the cats and those were my kids. Um, but to have a, a buddy, you know, one of my best friends, a person who I've grown up with, a person who I've known since I was 10, 11 years old, and to see him become a father, you know, I really wish I was a little closer back to Orlando at a time like this where it's like I could go see him and stuff, but I'm going to go visit you and your new house and everything. And yeah, man, congratulations. You know, it's beautiful to see. And it's beautiful that, you know, I still, people still kind of trip out like, Oh my God, kids and this and that and marriage. It's like, we're just, we're getting older. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're getting older and um, that's what people do and, and good for them. Congratulations. You know, they're starting their, They've started their family. So I'm excited to go up there and see you guys uh, in a month or two, whenever you guys are a little more prepared for me and my girl to come up. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, you know, I spoke to him on the phone briefly and, and uh, could just tell, you know, he's happy. John's happy and it's good to see. And, you know, I, even, I don't know how he fell on. I didn't ask if he fucking cried when the baby was born. I'm sure he did and all that shit. But man, I got a little tear in my eye when I saw the baby, when I saw the picture of him and holding the baby and the baby being born and everything. And man, you know, it brought me, it brought a tear to my eye because it was like, dude, you know, this is a, this is a brother of mine, right? This is a close friend, a brother. And, um, 
to see him evolve into the next stage of this life and and bring life into this world and you know the hopes and the dreams that he probably holds for this and and his family and you know it's tremendous it really is and and this is what we live for right because you know we all go one day and that's why we fucking keep having kids and shit is we we keep it living on you know what i mean we keep it going so excited for you and your family bro and 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 it's just you know it's fucking awesome to see it was it was a beautiful thing to see and um that little kid's gonna have a, a bunch of cool fucking uncles i'll tell you that he's gonna have a cool a bunch of cool uncles uncle roman uncle chris uncle jeremy you know and then his actual uncles, right? Uncle Andrew and all that. Uncle Eddie. <laughs> you have so many fucking uncles, dude. Um, and I think it was, I don't know if it was the picture, the combination of the picture of what my bu- my buddy had told me back. But he was like, you know, I could just tell he's super excited. Um, and he was like, I can't wait to teach. I can't wait for you to teach him about creativity and about skateboarding and all that thing so so that was that was touching um so congratulations to john and camille and lil john yeah lil john um i also what else did i do this weekend we went to uh trey dark's show my buddy trey dark who i played some of his music his latest album his latest um instrumental album a beat beat tape right and um, so I played that on the last podcast and then saw that he had a show coming up, which was on Saturday night. Um, so his band, The Bruck Collective, which is him and Eli uh, on keys and the bass player. And um, they were crushing it. And Trey on vocals. And, and Elijah's got this thing where, what's it called, man? I always forget what it's called. But it's like this little like tube thing that attaches to some sort of sound or keyboard or something. And he puts it in his mouth and he can sing while he's playing the keyboard. And it comes out with this fucking crazy sound, like a futuristic robotic sound. And it was a great show, man. I mean, they fucking crushed it. The place was called uh, Poor and Famous on Atlantic. And it's a little kind of like a, like a dive bar type place. <clears throat> kind of hidden in there. Uh, but the place was dope. The vibe was great. And the drinks were fucking phenomenal. Um, and I was drinking this fucking shit called Banana Hammock. They couldn't have picked a more gay fucking name for a drink, right? Banana Hammock. And it was it was Irish whiskey, banana, uh, and ginger beer and lime. Phenomenal. All right, that's what I needed for my to clear my fucking sinuses was whiskey and ginger and lime and shit. And, and so, anyway, so I was fucking crushing banana hammocks. <laughs> um, but yeah, couldn't have picked a more gay name for a great drink. But you know what? Probably great drinks have really fucking gay names. <clears throat> so I'm not sure when Trey's next show is going to be. And I actually picked up a issue of The Current. And The Current's got a bunch of different shows. So I might go over The Current because I also saw that there was an interview in there from one of the local artists. I wanted to share that a little bit. And uh, yeah, you know, Monday Monday podcast is going to be a little bit of reporting. And... Um, and yeah, we might take a look at a couple articles. I saw that bullshit about Lil Nas X or whatever the fuck he's doing now. So we're definitely going to go into that shit. Um, 
and we're going to have a good time, you know? Yeah, I was just fucking running, running back and forth, back and forth working today or this weekend. And to give you an example, yesterday I had to be at the studio from like 9 to 1, one thirty. And then I drove from 1, 1.30 to the skate park, did a skate lesson for an hour, came back, showered, made it back in time for the three to five session. So um, all over the place, bro. I'm fucking, you know, your boy's on high demand. All right. What's that song back in popular demand? I'm back by popular demand. Yeah. It's your boy. And, um, yeah, I mean, we went, you know, we had a couple drinks at, uh, on Friday at, um, what is it called? The fucking, oh, Louis Bossy, right? We had a couple drinks at Louis Bossy and, um, yeah, it was like, I wasn't even there. Right. Cause this fucking bartender just kept coming up to my girl and her sister. And, and it was like, you know, me and then her sister's boyfriend, it was like we were just sitting at the bar and he just wouldn't even make eye contact with us. He was just staring straight down at my girl's chest and shit like, oh, what are you going to order? What are those two things happen? <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm just talking shit about him in front of him. He didn't even notice. That's how much he didn't even notice that I was there. Um, And it's like, man, I'll fucking call that shit out. I don't give a fuck. My girl knows it. I'll call shit out. It's like people... I know dudes that are pieces of shit, and that guy was a total piece of shit, all right? He was taking care of the girls. Hey, I was that guy once, okay? I was the bartender once. Uh, hey, you know, bartender picking up the chicks, you know, that's what it, that's what you do, right? Um, but, yeah, not, not that he said anything slick or anything like that. It's just, like, I break it down to, like, just the eye con- This man's not making eye contact with me. He's not t- turning his head. He's just, it's like I'm not even there. Disregard the fucking boyfriend. Disregard the man that's going to be inside of her later that night. <laughs> Which, by the way, was that time of the month. So, you know, we didn't find that out until it was a little too late. This might be a little too much personal information. But, you know, your boy, uh, Friday night, all of a sudden he was in it. You know, we're riding, we're doing, we, we're having a little fun, we're making love, you know what I mean? And uh, I was I was like, damn, she's ready, you know? She was really feeling it today or something. She's ready to go. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I turn into Moses and I'm parting the Red Seas. All right? Um, it was that time of the month and I had not realized it. And so I'm over here, right? I'm going in the shower, (laughs) wiping it all off. Uh, The blue clot. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is definitely the portion for the men. (laughs) How many men have has that happened to? Huh? It has to be everybody. Has to be everybody. You know, what's one thing people won't admit to having period sex? Dudes will not admit to having, oh, I stay away, I stay away, I stay away from that. Dude, you stay away from the period sex? Strap it up, wear a shield, wear a rubber. You're going in there, all right? It's time. Gladiator style. You got to wrap it up. That's it. Lay the towel down. We got towels. (laughs) It is what it is. I'm a sick bastard, 
All right. It is what it is. I am a sick fucking bastard. Um, but clearly I'm not as sick as fucking little Nas X. All right. Because let's look this shit up. Little Nas X is uh, apparently he's been he's been uh, he's been lap dancing Satan, and apparently he's been putting out Satan's new shoes. Let's look this up. Little Nas X uh, shoes. Uh, CNN Little Nas X releases unofficial Satan Nikes containing human blood. Dude, I mean this is obviously just a huge publicity stunt and scandal but the dude obviously is uh he needs jesus in his life <laughs> that boy needs jesus in his life right he's over here holding the shoes and it says they're they're these black fucking nikes and it's got the 666 on it a pentagram on it and it says luke 1018 and then i guess this is the fucking under, you know, the air sole where they usually have that air pocket, it's filled with human blood, I guess. And he's here, you know, holding the shoe. And the dude's got braces. No, are those braces or are those grills? I can't even tell. That's crazy. So he's got something in his mouth and he's got these fucking weird ass uh, eye contacts that make him look like he's got like the, the eyes of a snake. What a fucking weirdo. All right, rapper and singer Lil Nas X is launching a controversial pair of Satan shoes featuring a bronze pentagram, an inverted cross, and a drop of real human blood. The black and red sneakers, part of the collaboration between Lil Nas X and the New York-based artist art collective Mischief, M-S-C-H-F, I'm, I'm guessing it's they say Mischief, uh, were made using Nike Air Max 97s, though the sport sportswear brand has distanced itself from the design. So they probably bought a bunch of Nike Air Max 97s and they redid them. And Nike's like, ah, we they, we sold them the hundred, the thousand fucking Nike Air Max 97s and we didn't question it. I didn't know they were going to put human blood in it, right? <laughs> That's what Nike's probably saying. In an emailed statement to CNN, Nike said it did not; it was not involved in creating the modify and modifying the sneakers. Fucking ads popping up. We do not have. This is what Nike says: We do not have a relationship with Lil Nas or Mischief. The company said, Nike did not design or release these shoes, and we do not endorse them. They might be looking at a fucking lawsuit. Uh, launching as a limited edition drop of 666 pairs, okay, each shoe's air bubble sole contains 60 cubic centimeters or 2.3 fluid ounces of red ink and one drop of human blood. According to Mischief, they are priced at $1,000, $1,018 a pair, a reference to the Bible passage Luke 10.18 that reads, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. A mischief spokesperson said blood, the blood had been provided by the members of the art collective, adding, we love to sacrifice for our art. <laughs> the group also confirmed that CNN and Nike was not involved in this in any capacity. So people might be walking around in these shoes with a little bit of fucking hepatitis C in them. They don't even know, right? Got some fucking random dirty ass artist's blood in their shoes. Some artist that was probably fucking 
you know, has had some questionable sexual experiences is is, uh, dropping his blood in your shoes. Okay. The shoes sparked outrage online over the weekend and attracted criticism from a number of high-profile political and religious figures, including South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and the evangelical pastor Mark Burns. The letter described the sneakers in a tweet as evil and heresy. And some fans of the Old Town Road rapper, meanwhile, tweeted their support and desire to own a pair. Uh, in response, Lil Nas X posted a video in his official account titled Lil Nas X Apologizes for Satan Shoe, which has been viewed over 1.8 million times. But after a few seconds, the apparent apology cuts to a scene from his new music video, showing him dancing provocatively, provocatively with a devil uh, on the devil. The rapper is then pictured snapping the devil's neck before removing his horns, his horned crown, and assuming it himself. So Lil Nas X basically said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) He pretty much said, go fuck yourself. All right. It's definitely fucking weird. And uh, me and my girl, I showed her the video this morning. I was like, we got to look up this fucking video, this music video. And we looked up the music video. Song was trash. I'm sorry. Song was trash. And... um, He's talking about cocaine and chicken or something like that. He's like, yeah, I like to do cocaine and eat chicken, um, which is crazy. Who does cocaine and eat, right? And um, so that was the song, cocaine and chicken or something. And, and meanwhile, he's over here giving a fucking, you know, Cardi B-esque lap dance to, to, to old Lucifer over here, all right? And uh, fucking weird, man. Very odd. Clearly, this dude's off. You know, <laughs> clearly he's a bit off. Okay. Um. You know, and who's he? Who's he on? Right? Like, who does he make music for? What is he signed? Lil Nas X, not shoes. Let's let's look up. Uh, um. Who's Lil Nas X? And Lil Nas X is part of Columbia Records. You know, so Columbia Records out here investing money in that. All right. Columbia Records out here investing money into a dude like Lil Nas X. Right. They don't give a fuck what you do as long as Old Town Road is hitting them fucking numbers, baby. All right, this song could be about blowing the fucking devil. It don't matter as long as it hits that billboard, baby. That's all they give a fuck about, right? John Cena's part of Columbia Records. What's that? I didn't even know who he made music. Um, there's a girl named PP Cocaine on Columbia Records. Twenty year old artist. Uh, Pretty Pink Cocaine. Okay. American rapper, singer, and songwriter, best known for the songs that gained popularity on the video's sharing platform, TikTok. TikTok, baby. I can't do the fucking TikTok. I can't do the fucking TikTok, man. You know? Look, this girl is 19, dude. 20 years old, 19. And she's got 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven singles, two featured songs, one guest appearance, not a large discography. Where are you finding these people, right? Oh, it's because their song kicked off on TikTok. You know, it's like, damn, dude, what do I got? What do I got to do to fucking talk to Columbia Records, hey? Hey, Columbia Records, I've got albums on albums, 10 years of music. Um, and I'm not talking about sucking the devil's dick, all right? I'm also not really talking about doing cocaine in most of my songs. <laughs> um, but hey, what do I know? Maybe that's why I'm not popular. No, I really truly believe that the reason I'm not fucking popular is because I am not a good marketer. I'm not a good marketer. You know what I mean? Um, I am not a guy who likes technology too much, like social medias and shit. I can't fucking sit there and like everybody and comment and follow and unfollow and, 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 and reach out. And I'm not that guy. You know, for some reason, it's always been super fucking hard for me to um, to want to do that aspect, you know, and I know it's part of it, but, you know, if you if you really think about it and the way I've always thought about it, maybe that's what's deterred me from maybe um, getting farther in this than I have is. Okay, so on top of creating music, on top of writing music, on top of recording it, on top of mastering and mixing it, on top of uh, then going about putting it out and distributing and putting money on top of that, on top of all that, now I have to fucking sit there and blast everybody and spam motherfuckers. Hey, 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 check this out, check this out, check this out. I did that for a long time when I was younger and it didn't work out, right? It wasn't, I didn't like it. And I don't like, um, I've said before in podcasts, I want my shit happening organically, but it's tough for things to happen organically when we're living in such an inorganic society now. You know, um, the fact that you can just go on TikTok and then just blast the song until people start doing it as a dance and then that's what fucking sets you off, right? Um, and maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Maybe it's not that simple, right? Um, and I'm not taking away anything from anybody's success or from anybody's, um, you know, opportunities in life. These are great opportunities. A 20-year-old fucking female singer signed to Columbia Records, only got five songs, you know, this is an immense opportunity for her to change the course of her life completely and the and her family's, right? That's how powerful it, it could be to become someone big. But what I notice is that all these fucking people that want to blow up fast, where, where are they at, right? They blow up fast and then they, they leave. Very rarely do you see somebody who, who gets picked up that had this one song that popped off who's never performed and this and that, right? And they just throw them into the fucking wolves and they milk that song until it's dry and that's it. They toss you to the curb. And and there's, I haven't seen any fucking longevity in those types of one hit wonders, right? It's always been on one hit wonders from the seventies and on. There's always been fucking one hit wonders. 
Um, but right now, I think we are in the mo- in the biggest era of one-hit wonders. Because you could have a hit one week, one month, two months, couple months, and then all of a sudden just, you know, disappear. I know these guys are doing their jobs, but they're fucking killing me. All right? These people outside mowing the fucking lawn right outside of my goddamn window, you're fucking killing me. I know you're doing your job. I'm sorry. You don't know I'm in here doing a fucking podcast. (laughs) But Jesus Christ, all right? At least they're waiting until 10 in the morning to fucking do it. Um, Yeah, Lil Nas and shit, just weird. You know, again, you know, with the Cardi B thing, it's like, is this what we want for the people to represent us, the people to who have voice, right? The people who have the opportunity to have such an impactful voice are throwing it away, I think, personally, by doing shit like this. You know, this is what means the most in your life is um, fucking grinding on on Satan and being provocative like that, like like, uh, sacrilegiously provocative. And not that I'm not a fan of darker stuff or anything like that, right? You know, it's like, but it's just weird, man. It's just fucking weird. It's a weird time. And um, I think that a lot of these people that are up there are just, sadly, you're not using the, um, you're not using that platform to the potential that you could, right? You guys are making songs about just insane amounts of sex and 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 uh, lust and you know what I mean and and just and murder and just you know what I mean. Like, come on, dude, come on, dude. And nothing against the Lil Nas, nothing against the Cardi B, nothing like that. It's just like I feel like. And it's probably a lot of pressure too, right? To think of it in the sense that once you get to this level, you you should feel like you have a responsibility and a duty, you know, to put out the best shit you could put out in terms of, of lyrics and content and everything. You know, for example, with the Cardi B thing, it's like you have a daughter, don't you? Don't you have a baby? Don't you have a daughter? That daughter is going to grow up one day. And she's going to grow up one day and and at one time at one point she's going to have the intellectual maturity to listen to you and and realize that that that's her mother, right? 7 days a week make that pull out game week, right? Some shit like that. <laughs> There's some whores in this house, right? How's that going to affect your daughter? Just that, right? And then how's that affecting America's daughters and America's women? Right? And how is a dude like Lil Nas X representing the gay community, right? I don't know, right? I'm not a part of the gay community. But I'm kind of throwing that question out there. How does the gay community feel about a man like this, right? This is who you have representing you right now, okay? It's not like you had Ricky Martin, all right? You guys had Ricky Martin back in the day. That motherfucker was... uh, Right? I mean, that shit was bumping, right? He wasn't fucking out here sucking devil dick, right? Um, or at least he was doing it discreetly. 
All right. Where the, you know, it's, it's just like, I just feel like people should have when they reach a certain point in, in, in fame and status and everything that I feel like you have a responsibility to figure that shit out and put the best stuff you could put out and, and, you know, realize that what you say and what you do has tremendous impacts on the world, whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not. And nobody's perfect. And it doesn't mean you have to be a clean fucking whistle, you know, but you know, maybe I'm wrong, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just how I feel. And I feel like going walking outside right now and being like, hey, shut the fuck up out there. Just I'm about to go over there, grab the weed cutters and cut it all myself and then just be like, get out of this fucking section, please. I'm doing a goddamn podcast. Yeah, they're they're literally right outside of my fucking window. So I'm going to try and probably wrap up this podcast, which is a big fucking bummer. <laughs> but um, before I do that. I'm going to take a look at the current here and um, let you guys know what's happening in South Florida right now, this month. Um, we're at the end of March, so I know they have live music here and everything, and they tell you exactly on the dates. So it looks like Guanabas in Jupiter. Um Starting April 2nd, they're going to have The Connected and Soul Jam. And then on April 3rd, they're going to have Funkin' Dead perform. On April 4th, they're going to have Joel De Silva. On April 9th, they're going to have Double James. Again, on April 9th, Three Star Revival. And on April 10th, The Man and Robin. Um, so if you want to check that out for the next two weeks, check out Guanabas live. They're up in Jupiter. I think my boy Jacob tacos has definitely performed there. Um, and you know, we got a couple new businesses popping up. Looks like three sons brewing company has opened up in Dania beach. Um, they've attracted and attained rave reviews from Guy Fieri's diners, drive-ins and dives. And that's just for their food. Fortunately for us, their beer also deserves celebrity praise and is already catapulting the Three Sons brand into international recognition. So congratulations to uh, Three Sons Brewing Company. Delray Beach Market looks like they're going to be opening up a new like food hall type experience, almost look like kind of a wharf experience called the Delray Beach Market. Um, and the food looks super good. And, uh, oh, another one I thought interesting. There's a place called 1909, and it's a place for the newest breed of entrepreneurs finally existing in fashion that we can get behind. It's an incubator, a working space, and a community. What's important is what it does for a previously unrepresented group of business owners. So that looks like a cool place that I honestly might want to check out, you know, being the, the podcast, the music, the art, the skate the skating lessons, the skate business. It's like, you know, if, if there's other like-minded on, entrepreneurs and, and all that, it's kind of a place I want to check out. Um, and then they also have an Instagram interview with Matt Brown. Um, so pick up a page of The Current, right? Pick up the little copy of The Current. They're all over, you know, all over the businesses in South Florida. 
and uh, yeah, uh, the homie Matt Brown uh, at Matt Matt at Matt Right, I shouted them out. I shouted Matt Brown out because he was on the song with Conga that I played on the New Music Spotlight. And so he's got a nice, uh, cool little interview here. Looks like they did it in the DMs, and they printed out the DMs. And um, yeah, you know, support, support uh, the local music, support the local businesses. That's why I really love the current, is because I could always flip through the pages of the current and find somebody I know who's doing something, or you know, just something interesting, something new to go check out in the area. Um, yeah, it's a cool little magazine. And um, I'm pretty sure also Jacob Tacos does a, a, has done a couple of little photography things for them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be buying a microphone this week. And hopefully that gets here soon. And we're going to have all sorts of interviews. I'm going to start lining them up this week. And we'll see what I can get. Um, I'm going to be looking to do at least one interview per week. So obviously I'll have my solo podcast sessions and then we're also going to have interviews with local artists, entrepreneurs, shit, even strippers. Okay. I even got a, a, a stripper from 11 who's ready to do the podcast and talk about her experiences. So, you know, just a lot of different walks of life down in, down here. And, um, it really is incredible the amount of talent and the amount of vision that people have down here. Like South Florida is a whole different vibe. You know, you can get caught up with the, you know, the sense of South Florida as, you know, it being like a materialistic place, uh, a place for beautiful people and the beaches and, and douchebags and whores, (laughs) right? This is, and all that is true. Okay. All that is true. But, as at the same time, it's just this crazy melting pot of art, of culture, of um, different races that come together, you know, artistically, creatively, and, you know, in the entrepreneur sense. I mean, there's just constant businesses popping up, a lot of mom and pops, whether it be breweries to restaurants to fucking anything. There's just so, you know, you go down South Florida, so many different mom and pops and, you know, a lot of culture down here, right? And and yeah, there is that, the going out and the, the beautiful people. I mean, it's true, dude. You go anywhere else, I, I could drive up to Orlando. It is not the same, okay? It's not the same. I, I showed this to my girl too. I was like, let's look around and see how many hot people there are here. <laughs> and I know this is probably vain and whatever, but look, I'm just I'm just saying, right? This is observationally. Um. This is observationally. You go somewhere else, you know, like my buddy is up in Detroit right now, and he's like, he says all he's all he's scrolling through are just, you know, through the tenders. Or it's not the same. Let's just say that. It's not the same, okay? Down here is like something different, all right? So there is that in the going out culture and the this and that, and that's why this place is also super hard, I feel like, to find meaningful relationships like that, like, um, you know, in terms of partners and stuff like that, not saying it's impossible. Right. Um, but an environment like here makes it a lot more difficult for, for those things to kind of work because there's so much different influences going on and people get so caught up in this materialistic bullshit that we got down here that, that, you know, 
it just it makes things harder for relationships like that to to kind of happen. And again, these are just observations I've made over time. Um, but either way, I think down here it's just such a vibe. It's a fantastic area. I've been living down here for fucking uh, close to ten years now, right? I've been living down here for nine years, and um, I love it. I mean, you know, this is this is my area. I haven't I haven't really left, and even in times where it got tougher and and things like that, is like I always stayed down here, and I always worked down here. I always had. You know, I made a life for myself down here and I'm and I've got a set of responsibilities that have just continued to grow and grow and grow down here. And so it's kept me down here. Um and again, you know, it goes back to to how cool this place is and the the cultures and the mixing of everything and the fact that I have made these these connections with these artists that I'm super excited to <clears throat> kind of go into this new season of my podcast is is going to be these interviews and stuff and when I did the pregame podcast before um I had done a podcast with Influence Studios when we were first starting out and I think we got about 20 episodes in all interviews um I had interviewed bunch of artists and what it was it was the pregame podcast so before an artist had a show around here locally or anything like that we invite them on the we invite them on the show on the podcast we'd have a couple drinks and we'd talk and i would interview them and that that gave me uh, some sort of experience a, a bit of a, a little bit of structure <clears throat> for doing this podcast you know i'd never done a solo one until i did this one but before that, I did have the experience of at least talking to people. And I got to tell you, there's something special about the, the back and forth, about the finding out about a person's life and finding out about what, what's gotten them to where they're at now, uh, their inspirations. And like I said, I know these fucking cool ass people who are doing really cool things. You know, it's not like, yeah, I know people with, with regular jobs and I'm not knocking any of that down, you know, that. I also want to have that in the podcast too, is I want to have all walks of life kind of be in here. But I know a lot of people with really cool walks of life, you know, photographers, videographers, musicians, just creators of all sorts, um, entrepreneurs. And, and like I said, it's such a crazy lifestyle down here that no matter what you do, you got something interesting to say. And I think people are going to be... Um, Tuning into these podcasts when I do the interviews and and have a good time. You guys are gonna have a good time, um, and I'm gonna have a good time. I'm fucking excited. So as soon as I get off of here, I'm gonna go yell at those guys for fucking <laughs> ruining my podcast, and I'm gonna go order some. Uh, I'm gonna go order my my new mic and get that set up. I'm actually pretty fucking excited. Um, other than that, thank you guys for tuning into the Risk Report. This was a mellow Monday. Um, yeah, you know, we're going to keep doing this. Um, tomorrow, we're probably going to do a little timeline or something for the next one. So stay tuned for that. And other than that, man, it's the end of the month. And, you know, save up that money. Uh, we got rent due. All right. And um, I'm looking for a good, strong month in April, you know, for everybody. All right. Um, and then the last thing I want to do 
is shout out my homie Chastain Apocalypse, aka Chase Pearson, and I want to ch- uh, shout out Chandler Pearson, his brother. Um, and today marks seven years that Chase was taken from us, um, which is crazy how time flies, right? And my homie Chase, like I've, if you've heard in other podcasts before, he was very instrumental. Um, you know, one of my best friends still to this day, he's, he's really close to my heart because he has inspired me in so many ways. He pushed me to make music when I was a young, young kid, when he was young. And, um, you know, to have somebody push you in your endeavors, in your dreams, he really shaped how I look at things in life. And, you know, I can't, no words can describe how thankful I am for him for, for giving me that. And, and, you know, you're the loss of you not being here. It still hurts. And I'm sure it really still fucking hurts your family. You know, it's hard. Um, but you shaped our lives in, in, in the best way you possibly could. And, uh, so today marks, you know, seven years since he was taken from us and um i just want to say i hope you're resting peacefully i love you i miss you um i know your brother's doing great and your brother has a girlfriend and he's made some incredible music as well you've inspired your brother and um you know thank you for everything you've done bro you know we we really miss you um, yeah, we're going to end it on that note and I'm going to leave you guys off with one of Chase's songs. Um, and you guys can enjoy that. He did it when he was a young 15, 16 year old kid. So really listen to the lyrics and, you know, it's, it's tremendous how advanced lyrically he was for a young kid like that. All right. So. Thanks for tuning in to the Risk Report. Roman the Stoic. Peace and love. Better get clues before you choose to lose Before users on the 6 o'clock news Covered in bruises, bruising MC So don't test me, try to stress me Get the best of me, then I'll be snapping next Like Jet Li, lay the flow down gently Hot box in the Bentley Evil thoughts in my mind, like the devil sent me Respect me or resent me, I'm the bestie Pocky's not relying, so tell me who you trying This best rapper shit you claim I ain't buying Cause where I'm from and what I've been taught We call that shit lying, surprising Now rappers realize Chastain came to clear fake main claims like red eyes with visine Lyrically, y'all peasants, and lyrically, I'm royal Send shocks to your nerves like you're chewing on tinfoil Didn't mean to spoil your appetites to grab and bite So when you see me on my shit, you'll see that's a gruesome sight So if you're scared, don't shit your pants And if you're screaming, soldier juice Pocky's throwing up more rhymes in a bulimic Dr. Seuss Those that try to touch me get smoked like a dutchie And rappers claiming shit, you don't want none of that Trust me, rappers start learning When microphones I'm burning, it's just another 
way as Taki's world keeps turning Those that try to touch me get smoked like a duchie And rappers claiming shit you don't want none of that, trust me Rappers start learning when microphones I'm burning It's just another day as Taki's world keeps turning It's just another day as Taki's world keeps turning It's just another day as Taki's world keeps turning It's just another day as Taki's world keeps turning It's just another day as Taki's world keeps turning Yo, it's just another day as my success is charted And those ain't on my boat get laid down like carpet I go through with all minds, I finish what I started Leave shook rappers redder than the sea Moses parted And my weeds greener than the scenery of a clover patch They call me St. Patrick so leprechauns can kiss my ass I'm the latest and the greatest to make it So if you ain't feeling the best, you can leave it or can take it My mistake, kid, all you do is take it in the ass My flow gets raw like a case of diaper rash When the mic's in your hands, we hear crickets call you Jiminy Can't get through your front door, I'm coming down your chimney Call me Santa Claus, down for the hip-hop cause If you're a pussy with your raps, man up like menopause Peekaboo, surprise, rappers' hearts, I be stopping Talkies guaranteed to put rappers in early coffins Coughing off the chronic, sipping gin and tonic on it In the parking lot of Sonic, it's ironic Transaction started, see if my homie bought it If he got it, we gon' spark it Cops come, people darted, they departed from the police department Look what I started, a whole mess of things Now I get paid for subliminal messaging Bitches message me, please lay that bone down Now they call me Square Dance, cause I lay that hoe down Those that try to touch me get smoked like a duchy And rappers claiming shit, you don't want none of that Trust me, rappers start learning when microphones I'm burning. It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning. Those that try to touch me get smoked like a duchie. And rappers claiming shit, you don't want none of that. Trust me. Rappers start learning when microphones I'm burning. It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning. It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning. It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning. It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning. It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning. Some rappers, all they talk about is toting guns, making funds, or going on. Drug runs, but I ignore all the ignorant ones because I understand being the best is easier said than done. I'm done with all these rappers who think they got a bit. You think you got a hit because when you spit, you saw liquid, so that makes you the shit kid. Nah, bitch, you got it all twisted and tangled. Fucking with cats like me will leave your testicles mangled, leave you dented and shook up like drop food cans. Have your nose big and red like Fruit Loops two cans. Have you stranded in a crooked stance and put you in predicaments that require an ambulance. I only fuck with the best and put aside the worst So fuck your click, cause it's full of more fools than April 1st I bake pussy rappers like French bread Leave them dead under the shed with two shots to the head Enough said, I'm the first MC with songs that are hypnotizing Now a moment of silence for a legend is rising Now I have them asking, damn, how we get them to stop? Cause I'm seeing more numbers than a digital clock. Apocalypse is on his game, got this shit unlocked. The best MC in years, but he's whiter than a sock. So pussies out of my way and rappers start to grab your shit because the game's been named and its name's Apocalypse. Those that try to touch me get smoked like a duchy And rappers claiming shit, you don't want none of that, trust me Rappers start learning when microphones I'm burning It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning Those that try to touch me get smoked like a duchy And rappers claiming shit, you don't want none of that, trust me Rappers start learning when microphones I'm burning It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning It's just another day as Pocky's world keeps turning